0: Welcome to another episode of Sounds Reasonable to Me. This podcast is created and produced by IamReasonable.com, and I'm your host, C.J. Sand. In this week's episode, we're going to take a look at being needed. We'll start with a quote from Edith Pargetier, the author most recognizable by her pen name, Ellis Peters. She was the author of The Brother Cadphile Mysteries. The quote goes like this, To be needed and to fill that need is the greatest privilege in life. Do you want to feel good about yourself and the life you've chosen? Do you really want happiness and fulfillment in that life? Well, then my advice to you would be to not go out and buy a lot of expensive things or spend a lot of money on big holidays. Don't throw yourself into a career where making lots of money is the only goal. You want to feel good about yourself? Put yourself in a position of being needed by others. Having other people counting and depending on you. Give yourself a good reason to get out of bed every morning. Create an environment where you make a positive difference in other people's lives. It's a lot of responsibility and it can be a little overwhelming at times, but I believe it's the only path towards true happiness and fulfillment in your life. Here's an example from my life. Early in my teaching career, I had a student who literally changed my life. To protect his privacy, I'll just call him Brad. Let me tell you a little bit about Brad. When he was my student, he was just 16 years old, and an average high school student. Long hair, rock and roll t-shirt, okay grades, and he hung around with kind of a rough crowd down in the smoking area. Despite this background, and going against what a lot of his friends said was cool, he was in my choir, because Brad loved to sing. He was in the concert choir his junior year, and then he had auditioned to be in my jazz choir for the senior year. He just barely made it through auditions. In fact, he was the last guy to make the cut. Well, summer came, and in July, I was reading the local newspaper, and there was a story about a terrible accident involving two teenagers and a loaded handgun. Evidently, they had been playing around with it, thinking it was unloaded. Tragically, one boy was shot right through the eyes, permanently blinding him. The injured boy was my student brad well the week before school started that fall i was in my office getting things ready for the new school year and i heard a strange tapping noise coming from the classroom i came out and found brad with his dark glasses and white cane tapping the wall with his cane and pacing off the school so that he'd know how many steps it took to get from one place to another He intended to start classes the next week. I came down and talked with him. He told me how determined he was to come back to school and finish his education. Evidently, the government is very generous when something like this happens to a child, and Brad had been given everything he needed to continue, including an aide to go around and be his eyes in the classroom. Even so, I was very concerned about Brad remaining in my jazz choir. The class met during our zero hour, which is a period before the regular school day begins. Classes start at 7.20 a.m., and Brad lived 20 miles out of town. With the extra amount of time it would take him to get ready because of his blindness and the long drive to school, he would have to get up around 4.30 each morning in order to be to my class on time. Could he do this every day for a full year? What about when the winter set in and the roads were slippery, covered with snow? Would his parents support him? Could he keep this up for the entire year? I could see him being enthusiastic for the first few weeks, but then slowly being crushed by reality as the weather, combined with his handicap and the early mornings, slowly wore him down. I was really worried. I didn't want him to be set up for a big disappointment. It was the last thing he needed at this point in his life. Now I have to tell you a little bit about myself. Until this year with Brad, I had been very easy with myself regarding sick days at work. The school gave me ten days per year, and by golly, every year I used up pretty much every single one of them. If I would wake up in the morning with the tiniest of sore throats, or I was too tired, or I couldn't really think of anything pressing that needed to be done that day, well, I'd just call in sick and have what my family called a duvet day. That's a day where you spend the whole day curled up in bed under the duvet. As I said, this had worked so far in my career, that is, until this year with Brad. It was about the third week of school. And I woke up with a little sore throat, (laughs) like almost everyone does almost every day. And I went to grab the phone to call in sick. Suddenly, I got this funny feeling in my stomach, and I put the phone down. In my mind's eye, I could see Brad, already up for an hour and a half, slowly getting ready to make the long drive to come to my class. Could I stay in bed, let him do all that work, just to show up to find my classroom door locked? I couldn't. I gave out one of my deep, cleansing sighs, pulled myself out of bed, and I went to work. And this started to become a habit. I would wake up all ready to call in for my duvet day, and then I just couldn't bring myself to do it because I didn't want to let Brad down. I'd suck it up and I'd go to work. To make a long story short, both Brad and I had nearly perfect attendance that year for the first time in either of our lives. Funny enough, at the end of the year, when I told him about his positive influence on me and how my habits had changed because of him, he leaned in close and said, Dude, we should have talked. The only reason I showed up every day was because I didn't want to let you down. I knew how concerned you were. I just couldn't stay in bed. We both laughed. So I guess the moral of the story goes back to the quote. To be needed and to fill that need is the greatest privilege in life. I believe that it is a privilege to live a life where other people really need you, depend on you, want to go the extra mile for you, And you, in turn, have a good reason to do the same for them, to get out of bed each morning and give your very best effort, because you don't want to let them down either. And living a life like this? Well, that sounds reasonable to me. Thank you for listening. Sounds Reasonable to Me is an IamReasonable.com production. IamReasonable.com, working for a more reasonable tomorrow.